Good morning and welcome to Walking with Jesus Through the Word, one chapter per day. I am Pastor Jason Van Bemmel from Forest Hill Presbyterian Church. I hope you're doing well on this morning as we're digging into God's Word together again. It's our 767th day together in the Word of God, and we come to the end of Daniel. We wrapped up Isaiah yesterday, now we're wrapping up Daniel today, so we're going to be starting Song of Solomon next, or the Song of Songs that is Solomon's. That'll be next. But first, today we finish Daniel, and tomorrow we have Psalm 110, and then we'll be getting into Song of Solomon the day after tomorrow, Lord willing. I've got coffee in my favorite coffee cup. This is my absolute favorite coffee cup. I love it. Got it in Georgia out of an art gallery, actually. It's handmade. Um, very nice. Let's pray. Heavenly Father, thank you so much for your love and for your faithfulness. Thank you for the gift of life that we have in your Son, Jesus Christ. Thank you so much for the gift of your word and for the truth that your word gives to us so that we can know you and your will for our lives. Please help us as we look to Daniel 12 today. Write it on our hearts, we pray in Jesus' name. Amen. All right, Daniel chapter 12. At that time shall arise Michael, the great prince who has charge of your people, and there shall be a time of trouble, such as never has been since there was a nation till that time. But at that time your people shall be delivered, everyone whose name shall be found written in the book. And many of those who sleep in the dust of the earth shall awake, some to everlasting life, and some to shame and everlasting contempt. And those who are wise shall shine like the brightness of the sky above, and those who turn many to righteousness like the stars forever and ever. But you, Daniel, shut up the words and seal the book until the time of the end. Many shall run to and fro, and knowledge shall increase. Then I, Daniel, looked, and behold, two others stood, one on this bank of the stream and one on that bank of the stream. And someone said to the man clothed in linen, who was above the waters of the stream, How long shall it be till the end of these wonders? And I heard the man clothed in linen, who was above the waters of the stream. He raised his right hand and his left hand toward heaven, and swore by him who lives forever that it would be for a time, times, and half a time, and that when the shattering of the power of the holy people comes to an end, all these things would be finished. I heard, but I did not understand. Then I said, O oh my Lord, what shall be the outcome of these things? He said, Go your way, Daniel for the words are shut up and sealed until the time of the end. Many shall purify themselves and make themselves white and be refined, but the wicked shall act wickedly. And none of the wicked shall understand, but those who are wise shall understand. And from the time that the regular burnt offering is taken away and the abomination that makes desolate is set up, there shall be 1290 days. Blessed is he who waits and arrives at the 1335 days. But go your way till the end, and you shall rest, and shall stand in your allotted place, 
at the end of days. The end of the days. That is Daniel chapter 12. So, this is the end. This is the end of Daniel, and it's a prophecy of the end of all time, the end of the age, the end of this world. And there's some controversy because some people believe that this prophecy concerning the end has to do with the destruction of the temple in AD 70 as the judgment of God against the people of Israel and removing the temple because the church is now the living temple of God. And so they believe that this is really about the end, not the end of the world, but the time of the end is the time of the end of the temple, the time of the end of God's uh, covenant relationship with the nation of Israel. But that's not, that's not what's said here. That's not what's in view. And in fact, I believe that verse 2 and 3 make it very clear that the end in mind here is the end of all things, including also even what's at the end of verse 1. So at that time, when it's the final defeat of the son of perdition, the man of lawlessness, the one who some people call Antichrist, the, when the time comes for his defeat, because remember, that's what happens at the very end of Daniel 11. He shall come to his end with none to help him. And we said, we go, we jump from Antiochus the Fourth Epiphanes to another figure who comes at the end of all things. Some people call him the Antichrist. I prefer to call him the man of lawlessness or the son of perdition. He's the, the leader who opposes God's people at the end of all things. At that time, at his destruction, Michael, the great prince, who has charge of your people, shall arise. And there shall be a time of trouble such as has never been since there was a nation until that time. Now, is this talking about after the Antichrist or the son of perdition or the man of lawlessness is destroyed? Or is it talking about leading up to his destruction? I think it's probably talking about leading up to his destruction. So he's going he's gonna to be destroyed with no one to help. But leading up to that time, there's going to be this time of great distress. But at that time, when he is finally destroyed, your people shall be delivered, everyone whose name shall be found written in the book. Now, this is a reference to the Lamb's Book of Life, which shows up here in Daniel 12. It also shows up at the very end of the Old Testament in Malachi as the book of remembrance that's kept before the Lord of all those who have trusted in him. And then... Um, it is made reference to, again, at the end of Revelation on Judgment Day as the Book of Life, the Lamb's Book of Life. So it is God's people are written in the Book of Life when Christ redeems us, when we are made his and we are delivered from sin and from sorrow and from suffering forever. So really, the ultimate question for every human being is, is your name written in the book? Is it written in the Lamb's Book of Life? Is it written in the Lord's Book of Remembrance? Is your name recorded in heaven as one of those whom the Lord has redeemed? Many of those who sleep in the dust, or we could maybe understood this as the many who sleep in the dust, um, who shall awake, some to everlasting life and some to everlasting shame and contempt, or shame and everlasting contempt. This is, I believe, a reference to the general resurrection of the dead, which is one resurrection at the end of time on judgment day. Everybody's raised at the same time. Some of them go to everlasting life and some of them go to shame and everlasting contempt. 
those who are wise, the same group as those who are found written in the book, they shine like the brightness of the sky above. Those who turn many to righteousness, like the stars forever and ever. So for those who belong to God, whose names are in the book, and especially for those who have been actively involved in turning others to righteousness, sharing Christ with others, because he is the righteousness of God. He's the salvation of God. There's there's a promise of eternal glory. Um, I don't know what exactly it means to shine like the brightness of the sky above or shine like the stars forever and ever, but it sounds like a pretty good thing. It certainly is a whole lot better than shame and everlasting contempt. And so that's what's coming at the end. And we're, and Daniel's told to shut up the words and to seal the book until the time of the end. Many shall run to and fro and knowledge shall increase. I think that may be a veiled reference to the spread of the gospel before the time comes at the end. So Daniel is confused and he, um, he sees two people standing on the stream and on the bank. These are angelic uh, messengers, probably. And and he basically is asking, how long is it going to be? How long is it going to be to the end of these wonders? And the man clothed in linen, who's above the waters of the stream, raises up his right hand and his left hand toward heaven, swears by him who lives forever and ever that it will be for a time, times, and half a time. Now, Revelation picks up on this and uh, makes reference to it repeatedly. So Revelation 11.3 and 12.6 um, are apparently looking back on these uh, these numbers. Not only is it time, times, and half a time, but it's 1,290 days. Now, in Revelation, the number is 1,260 days, but it's still three and a half years. Any way you slice it, it's one year, two years, and then half a year, 1,260 or 1,290 days. Well, this is related to the 70 weeks of Daniel earlier in Daniel and how the, for the first half, it's going to be making a covenant. And the second half, it's going to be uh, this, this time of trouble. I believe what the Bible teaches, I mean, we'll go into more detail on this when we get to Revelation, or you can just look up the other teaching series I've done on Revelation. I believe that this is the time of tribulation or what's called the Great Tribulation, which is actually now and is actually the whole of the church age. In the New Testament, it makes it very clear that once Jesus rises from the dead and pours out his Holy Spirit at Pentecost, two things are true. The gospel advances to all the nations, and there is violent opposition and trouble for God's people as they take the gospel to the nations. So it is both the gospel age, where knowledge of God is spreading all over the world, and it's also a time of trouble and distress, such as has never been seen. And it lasts for not three and a half years, literally, but it lasts for the measure of time needed to fill out the 70 weeks of Daniel from earlier in the book. And so this is, we call it the church age or the inter-advental age, the time between Jesus's ascension to heaven and pouring out of the Holy Spirit and his return in glory uh, when he comes to judge. It's a period of time that is really not known how long it is because God usually doesn't tell us exactly how long things are going to be. There's a few rare exceptions to that, but in prophecy, most of the time, God is not interested in answering our curiosity questions about how long it's going to be, but rather he speaks to us in symbolic language, and that is that it is going to last as long as God determines 
that it is going to last. And so I don't think we take any of these numbers here literally to say, okay, start counting the days. Um, but I think there's a period and then there's a longer period. And the message to us, the message to us is very clear. And that is, we are blessed if we wait on the Lord until the end, if we will endure hardship, endure suffering, remain faithful, persevere in faith, we will be blessed. And in many ways, revelation is given to us to unpack and unfold that theme to the one who overcomes. They overcome by the blood of the Lamb and the word of their testimony. They did not love their lives unto death. The, the, the call to persevere through tribulation by faith, trusting in Christ, is the call of Daniel 12, is the call of Revelation, is the call of Scripture to believers. And so how can we endure? How can we persevere when the world hates Christians, when the world is persecuting Christians, when we see Christians being executed by Islamic radical terrorists, when we see Christians being discriminated against in our culture, when we see Christian churches being burned in the world? How do we persevere? We know two things to be true. One, our name is written in the book. Our name is written in the book. And so on the day of resurrection, we will be rewarded. We will be welcomed into everlasting life. Death is only a temporary transition for us. The second thing is that God is in control and he has the days numbered. And Jesus is coming again to bring all suffering and all pain and all evil to a final end. So we are called to persevere. Spread the gospel. Do good works, love God, love our neighbors, knowing our names are written in the book and knowing that God is coming. Christ is coming again to judge and to bring an end to all. Let's pray. Father, give us the strength and the grace to persevere in faith and in hope and in love that we might live as your dearly loved children, that we might show your gospel in our words and deeds we might share your gospel with the nations and with our neighbors. We pray this in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. Well, that's Daniel chapter 12. Tomorrow, we're going to be looking at Psalm 110, which I actually referenced in Sunday's sermon. So if you were paying attention on Sunday, we're going to be unfolding Psalm 110 together tomorrow. Have a blessed day in the Lord. Mm -hmm.